Scott Pilgrim is dating a 17-year-old. Until he cheats on her with the cooler-than-cool Ramona Flowers for a bit and then gets in a world-changing fight with her seven evil ex-boyfriends. Why does everyone keep saying that? Welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and sex bob-ombs. I'm your nerd pastor, Nathan Webb, and I am so glad that you are here with us for another week of these nerdy sermon deep dives into some awesome stories, awesome characters, with some awesome people. Thank you for being here. As we usually do, I'd like to start this video off with some scripture, so I'm going to be reading this time from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. I'm going to be reading from the NRSV today. That's just what I prefer to use. It's what's going to be on the screen, but if you'd prefer something else, feel free to use a different translation of the Bible. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. In honor of the incredible beat-em-up game being re-released this past week, I wanted us to get together and talk about this cult classic graphic novel turned cult classic movie turned cult classic game, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. If you've never seen the movie, first off, what are you doing? Go watch the movie. If you've never read the comics, well, you should see if you can get your hands on them. They're pretty awesome and way more lore heavy than we're going to be going in today. And if you never played the game, well, Welcome to the majority of most people. It was released digitally, and then it became next to impossible to find for years when it was removed from the stores in 2013. Until now. I'm probably playing it right now, if we're being totally honest. For those of you who might be a little rusty on the lore, Scott Pilgrim is a young dude living in Toronto, Canada, who is having a tough time finding himself. He's in the awesome band Sex bob with the fabulously bearded Stephen Stills, ex-girlfriend Kim Pine. It didn't end well. And sometimes young Neil is there. He also has just started dating the delightful and energetic Knives Chow, who first off thinks that Scott is the best, and second is 17 years old. Just within that five year, like that's weird gap. Anyway, Scott wanders aimlessly until he locks eyes with Ramona Flowers, who he had also just so happened to have seen in his dreams the night before, and he falls head over heels for her and just has to know more about her. So he bugs her, she says no, he says I promise I'll leave you alone, he doesn't. He stalks her and eventually ends up getting a date with her, which surprisingly actually goes pretty well. Ooh, one thing though, he hadn't actually broken things off with knives. Not cool, Scott. He does eventually end up breaking up with knives, but it's only after starting things up with Ramona. Once the romance really starts getting started, Scott learns that Ramona actually has a league of seven evil exes who have all vowed to fight against whomever Ramona decides to date, namely one Mr. Scott Pilgrim. Thus begins the real adventure of the story as Scott takes on each evil ex one, sometimes two, at a time. Which, I gotta give him credit, he does it pretty efficiently. He manages to take down Matthew Patel pretty easily. He tricks Lucas Lee into grinding off into oblivion, skateboards obviously. In the film, he ends up fooling Todd Ingram into drinking some half and half and losing his magical vegan telekinetic powers. He bests Roxy with some help from Ramona herself and with some backup from Sex Bob-omb, Scott even manages to take on the Katayanagi twins. Until things take a 
a turn with the ultimate evil X. Gideon Graves, who just so happened to form the League whenever he wrote a viral forum about Ramona and how she broke up with him and broke his heart and got all these people together who all hate Ramona. And after some work and getting everybody together, Gideon ends up brainwashing Ramona into falling back in love with him. Now there is so much metaphor and so many theories that can come out of this story. Honestly, the Gospel of Scott Pilgrim is one that could have dozens of deep dive sermons like this written on it. But for our purposes today, I really want to focus on one major question. Does Scott really deserve Ramona? Or is it true that she really is just too cool for him? At the top of our story, the answer is no. Scott does not deserve Ramona. When we first meet Scott, we learn that he is not very good at being in a relationship. He's had some pretty rough breakups, and in pretty much every single one of them, they never really end up resolved. No matter the scenario, Scott sees the past as the past and refuses to accept that he might have actually played a role in what made each of those relationships fall short. You weren't wronged. Even the relationships that we actually get to see, namely Knives and Ramona, we see a Scott who really only uses Knives to make himself feel better, and then leads her on after falling for Ramona. And then we get to see Scott become so hyper-focused on winning the misogynist game of fighting to earn the role of Ramona's boyfriend that he barely even pays attention to what Ramona is actually saying or what she really wants in the story. Now, clever writing, awkward acting, and hilarious wordplay aside, the character of Scott Pilgrim is admittedly one who hasn't yet realized how to be a good person. The way that creator Brian Lee O'Malley cleverly portrays the character development that happens in Scott Pilgrim is a use of power-ups as a metaphor for growth. Whenever Scott finally realizes his feelings are deeper than a crush, he confesses his feelings and obtain the unfortunately named power of love. Later, whenever Scott realizes his shortcomings, he obtains the vastly superior power of understanding or power of self-respect if you're talking about the movie. Now there is a lot that I love about what O'Malley is doing here, not to mention how the power of understanding has to be used in tandem with Ramona in the comics, but that is another awesome story for another awesome day. Before we get any deeper in what we're talking about here, let's take a quick look at what Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians. This is a passage you've likely heard a bazillion times in weddings, but probably not this part of it. You've heard what immediately follows. Love is patient, love is kind, all that good stuff. Here's what they don't really tell you about this passage at weddings. The people that Paul was writing to, uh, well, first off, they weren't married. And second off, things were not going well. <laughs> One of the biggest problems going on with the folks in Corinth was that they were having a real superiority issue. See, when Paul had visited them, he had told them about these awesome things called spiritual gifts that everyone has, but everyone has them a little bit differently. Some people are preachers, some are teachers, some are healers, some are encourages. There are a ton of different ones depending on who you ask. So we fast forward, Paul pieces from the area, and the people forget the most important part of spiritual gifts, that gifts aren't ranked and neither are Christians. They started to weigh some gifts as being more important than others. They pushed people down while lifting others up. Surely this isn't a problem we still have today, right? So Paul is actually getting a little nasty in this passage. Remember the level of import that these people are placing on gifts and superiority. Paul lays it out pretty straight for them. Basically, Paul just gets down and says, look, I don't care if you can walk on water or if you can barely read words. If you aren't doing it with love, you're not doing anything. You're worthless. You're nothing. Ouch, right? Not only that, he says that you're annoying. He straight up says, you can have these beautiful words, but if they're done without love, you're just an annoying gong. You're just another sound. This is a seriously harsh admonishment on the Corinthians here. When we read this passage or the one that follows at weddings, what we're really saying as pastors is this. If you don't make sure love is behind everything you do, then it's all for nothing. 
It's a serious promise. Anyway, back to Scott. He doesn't actually deserve Ramona at the beginning because his actions are not filled with love, like at all. He cheats on knives, not very loving. He crushes on a girl just because he saw her in his dream. Not really any deep love there. He literally stalks her after promising not to, not very loving, super creepy. And like I mentioned earlier, Scott goes along with all of these shallow D-bags of the League of Evil Exes who are exes for a reason. No love. Now, thankfully, Scott does go through a pretty major character growth, developing real loving feelings for Ramona. Again, I don't really like the name of this power, but he does gain O'Malley's power of love when he realizes he actually wants a real relationship with Ramona. I might prefer to call this the power of the honeymoon or the power of being in love, which, as you likely know or will learn eventually, does fade away. However, by the end of the story, Scott finally understands and gets the power of understanding, which I like, but even better, I might call it the power of unconditional love. Scott realizes that he actually hasn't been any better than Gideon or any of the other exes. He decides to stop being a part of the problem. He's going to own up to his mistakes and start being in a relationship with Ramona, not just for Ramona. This is the difference between us saying, I take you for me and saying, I give myself to you. If you can't pick up on that key difference yet, you probably haven't yet unlocked this achievement. So what can we learn from Scott Pilgrim and his journey of being worthy of a relationship with Ramona Flowers? Like I've said several times, there is so much that we can learn from this story. But if we could take away one thing from this message right here, right now, I hope it would be this. Without love for one another, anything that we do is absolutely pointless. In our love lives, in our friendships, churches, teams, politics, fill in the blank, anything done without love is a thing better off not being done. So my advice, don't date a 17 year old, ignore emails from your exes and focus on loving the ones you're with. Also, bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat. Thanks for listening to our weekly nerdy deep dive into the world of nerds, geeks, and gamers. We hope you enjoyed the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to experience this video in its intended full viewing, feel free to find us over on YouTube at Checkpoint Church and watch it there. If you're interested in supporting what we're doing, feel free to go to www.checkpointchurch.com support for information on how to donate or support us financially or otherwise. Or you can go through the Anchor app and support us there as well. This program is created, produced, and edited by Nathan Webb and distributed by Anchor. Anchor. Find us on twitch.tv slash checkpointchurch where we'll be streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Thanks again for listening to our show and remember, God loves you, we love you, you matter. Be boldly blessed and we will catch you next time.